Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. Today is another AMA episode, that is Ask Me Anything. I love to answer your questions, and if you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to Victor at victorjm.com. That's Victor at victorjm.com. This question comes from Martin, who writes, I'm a daily listener to your podcast. Fantastic, invaluable information and perspective seven days a week. Well, I have a property where the existing structure has 30 to 40 years of deferred maintenance, and our vision was to submit a special permit application to the planning board to increase the density, but we cannot fully demolish the existing building in order to be grandfathered from a zoning perspective. In our deal, we purchased a three-unit mixed-use building. It's got two commercial and one residential unit. We went through the planning board and had a special permit approved for 10 units, including inclusionary housing, which we bought out in lieu of offering such units. In this case, we have the added burden of spending fifty to 55000 in demolition costs to remove 60 to 70% of the existing building versus demolishing the original building that would be quicker and less costly. My question here is how you account for the land value as you capitalize the deal. Obviously, the special permit approval of an additional seven units makes the land more valuable. The current improvements are significantly depreciated due to the demolition impact. I'm trying to create a model that reallocates the purchase of this type of deal more equitably, as in essence, once the permits are pulled, the true value of the improvements should be only the cost of replacing what's left standing. I'd love to get your thoughts on this and keep up the great work. Well, Martin, thank you for the kind words, and this is a fantastic question. When we evaluate a project that has an existing structure, you have a few choices as to where to assign the value of the purchase. You could separate the land from the building. I think when you look at the cost of the construction, the existing structure is not going to bring you that much additional value. When we evaluate a project that has the existing structure, we tend to assign the entire value of the structure to the land. That is to say, we value the existing improvements as zero. In practice, that's not too far from the truth. You don't want to overthink it. It might appear that you're overpaying for the land when you perform the analysis that way. But when we evaluate the land, we always conduct a residual land value analysis. When you consider the cost of the framing as part of your construction, it's usually only a small percentage. It's usually between 15 and 18% of your total cost for wood frame construction. When we look at the value of the land, we look at it not in absolute terms, but in relative terms. We value the land on a per square foot basis for the building. Let me walk you through an example that will hopefully make it clear. Now, you said that you're looking to build 10 units on the property. And let's say for the sake of argument that your total building is going to be 10,000 square feet. That's 1,000 square feet for the apartments, including the common areas, the hallways, and so on. And let's imagine that you paid a million dollars for the land. Again, we're just using round numbers, but we're going to make the math easy for discussion purposes. So to get the cost per buildable square foot, you divide a million dollars by the 10,000 square feet, And you get a cost, a land cost, of $100 per buildable square foot. So then the question is, is that high or low? You want to look in the market for comparable numbers for new construction. And you might find that land is selling for, let's say, $80 per buildable square foot. If that was the case, you would conclude that paying $100 per buildable square foot is, in fact, expensive. If, on the other hand, the land is selling for $150 per buildable square foot, you would conclude that you got a bargain. You then want to put together your construction budget as you would for new construction. The demolition cost is just another hard cost associated with the construction. What you're paying in demolition, you're going to save in building a new foundation. 
it'll probably come out close to even when you put those two numbers together. From a budget standpoint, treat the existing building as if it did not exist at all. Assume the full cost of ground-up construction. If the reality turns out to be better than that, fantastic. But in my experience, reusing an existing structure is fraught with all kinds of issues. And the reason I say that is that the building code has changed since the original structure was built. When you're reusing existing walls, the truth is you will need to install new headers above all the windows and all the doors since the original ones will not meet the code. You're not really going to be reusing the structure in practice. You're just reusing it on paper so that you maintain your zoning. So why do we do it that way? Let's say that the hard cost of construction is, say, $150 a square foot. If the soft costs like architecture, interest reserves, permits, insurance, and so on add up to another $40 per buildable square foot, you add those two numbers together. Now you're at $190 per buildable square foot. You then look at adding the cost of the land, which in our example is an extra $100, and you put that together, you're at $290 for the total cost of the project on a per square foot basis. Now in our example, we used round numbers. It likely will not make sense for your specific situation. We have projects where the hard construction cost is forecast to be $145 per buildable square foot, and the land cost might be $25 per buildable square foot, and then the soft cost of another $40 per buildable square foot. Add all of that together, and we're seeing projects in suburban settings around $210 per buildable square foot. Now you can then compare the projects with the rents in the area. If you're only getting $1.10 per square foot in rent, your project probably will not work. If on the other hand, your local rents are $3 a square foot, your project's probably a home run. By taking the numbers back to a relative per square foot basis, you're in a much better position to compare to other projects because there's no two projects alike. That'll help you determine the financial attractiveness compared with other projects in the area. I want to thank you, Martin, for a fabulous question. And for the listeners at home, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.